Greetings, everyone. It's uh, M from Emulsive here. Uh, you may be wondering why you're hearing me and not the, your favourite host from your usual podcast. Well, I've been asked to make an announcement um, by a cabal, apparently, of, uh, of podcast creators, which include Graham from the Homemade Camera Podcasts, Johnny Sisson, uh, Carl Havens, and Simon over at the CLP, <clears throat> even including Mike Gutterman and that bloke from Soot and Whitewash. But uh, I've got a piece of paper, so let's just get this over and done with, shall we? <clears throat> Announcing the formation of the classic film negatives, Sunny Lensless Studio podcast. Well, that's not difficult. Dear listeners, Film photography podcasts have exploded in number, and as we, the undisputed established names in this niche, have decided, um, it's time to take action. The collective burden of generating fresh creative content week on week in order to satiate the community's lust for all things analog is not sustainable. We are putting our hands up to say, yes, we have occasionally scraped the bottom of the barrel for content and should, no, must be better. Getting M and, huh? Getting M and Hamish on should be red flags to you all by now. Oh, thank you. In March 2019, uh, we, our leadership, came together to debate how we could collaborate in the interests of our listenership and the wider film and analog photography community. After heated deliberation, we settled on a single and universally effective solution. We should create a monopoly. <laughs> um, uh, and it continues. Starting April 2019, our individual podcasts will be merging into a single community mammoth, the Classic Film Negatives Sunny Lensless Studio Podcast, or CFNSLSP for short. <laughs> A single podcast with over a dozen hosts and a new episode nearly every single day of the week. We will be providing you with camera reviews, classic lens reviews, industry insight, chatter, interviews, competitions, to name a few. Understanding that photography is not everything, we will also have special focus events covering adult beverages, classic time classic timepieces and lifestyle tips. No longer will you need to create playlists for your analog photography podcast needs. A single voice will be able to provide you with all that you need to, or in fact should know. In the words of Russell Nash, there can be only one. Further details to follow in the interim, please remove yourself. Oh, oh okay, so they're gonna be posting this on their social media groups. There, there, there's a link in here, but we'll stick it in the show notes. Uh, the first uh, episode will be hosted by the kind folks over at CLP, which is where I guess I am now. And we'd like to thank you for the opportunity, blah, blah, blah all that stuff. Anyway, it's signed by Sunny16, the Lensless, Lensless Podcast, the Negative Positives, the Classic Lenses, Sutton Whitewash, C41, uh, Homemade Camera, Matt Loves Cameras, Uncle Jonesy's Cameras, CCR, and the LFPP, whatever that is. Um uh, well, these guys are on the line. Can you tell me what's going on here? Anyone, Mike? Anyone? Um, can somebody tell me what's going on here? I, I, I feel like I'm confused. This is Mike Gutterman from Negative Positives Podcast. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't get the memo on this. I think I'm not sure what. <laughs> well, I, I did get the memo, and I kind of wish I didn't, to be honest. <laughs> oh, we had to do it. We had to do it because you know, essentially. Everybody who's on this podcast right now is our entire listening group. So we need to expand out into yours. 
So that's all that that homemade camera podcast is all about. <laughs> I'll, I'll back. I'll I'll side with that as well. I mean, it's exactly as you say. It's hard enough finding listeners, so we're just going to leech everybody's. As simple as that. Well, I think as um, as well as being host of the Classic Lenses podcast, um, <coughs> being the host of the large format photography po- podcast has pretty much um, made me think that we needed something larger because, as in photography, larger is better. Um, so therefore, a larger podcast must be better. So it just makes sense to me. Uh, uh, and obviously a format as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, let yeah. me get this right. We're going to leave this uh, channel open. It's essentially going to be a live feed, right? 24-7, 365, we're going to drop in, talk about what we talk about, and everybody's going to have to listen for it all, right? I think that was the only Yeah, I yeah. Think- I think, th- th- didn't someone, s- someone said something to me the other day, like, you guys are going to produce a TV guide with with schedules. So here's Andre doing something about watches, Mike rambling about bourbon, uh, Simon <laughs> talking about adapters. Yeah, well, I mean, I can see how this will help me because, uh, you know, we're like like 200 and something episodes. It's it's We've lost count. And, and you know, there's obviously we've said everything needs to be said. So I think uh, uh, at this point, uh, anything that, that takes a little burden off my uh, shoulders, I'm kind of all for because, you know, it's a. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's getting difficult to come up with new fresh content and just you know uh, keep the fans uh, pleased. So uh, you know, uh, I, I think that this could be a good thing. I guess I don't know if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly. Again, I'm I'm completely confused. But go ahead, Mike. You you, you could probably just relabel old episodes with a new number. <laughs> it's a well, I think there, it's a, there is only one number. It is the episode. Right from now on, it's the episode. Right, so it's, it's like the iPhone. There, there, there weren't really any numbers in the beginning. It was just here's the new iPhone. So here's the new episode. So um, here's here's uh, uh, I I have to make this announcement. I have to make this announcement. I've been on eBay, and I have just uh, uh, I've just won. It only went for ninety nine cents opening bid, but uh, we've got Analog Talk now. So Analog Talk is now part of our uh, the the cabal. So you want analog talk for ninety nine cents? Is that is, is it was there, no, uh, no one else bid. Uh, what can I say? Did Wait, you bought the whole podcast? I bought the whole podcast. They they are now part of our uh, our, our amazing, empire. amazing. Yeah. You didn't make an offer first, though. I mean, you no. probably could have. I, I probably could have talked him down. Yeah, yeah, you should have down because I, I just I just went on as well here, and you say that I just bought um, a box of cameras for just fifty nine pence after a little bit of bartering. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I have to say the podcast came with a box of cameras, so double your money. I, I have to say that the quality of, of this discussion here um, is making me feel really good about where where this podcast is, is going to go in the future. I mean, it's it's on topic. It's just bang, 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 just just gibberish. It's, it's yeah. All right. Um, so y- y- you all think this is a good idea, and you're not doing this just to get a Costco card or something like that, right? I think there's some jealousy going on here, Em. I mean, you're 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 well known for trying to bring the the community together, whereas you know, this is exactly what we're doing, and now you're, you're now you're working against it. Is, is, is it? It's just all about you, isn't it, Em? It, it it might well be. Yeah, it might well be. Hang I mean, on, hang on. To, to hang be honest, on. Did, I don't have a Costco membership. Ask- is this because we didn't ask you? 
Did you want to be part of this? No, I, 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 I don't have a podcast. Do you not? I'll try to deny that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, this is this is absolutely nothing to do with with uh, myself or Hamish being a, a little bit dis- you know disenchanted and a little bit upset and not being invited into your special little club. It's nothing Simon, to do with that. Should have, we we probably should have talked about this before we got him to do this, Simon. Yeah. Just probably. just a thought. Yeah. I, I didn't know Hamish was going to be involved with this. If Hamish is going to be involved with this, I'm out. I'm out. That's it. I'm pulling analog talk. I'm pulling uh homemade camera podcast. I'm pu- I'm pulling. We're, we're out. We're out. We're, we're going rogue. All right. So that, that's like 2% off your discount for rogue microphones now, guys. Wait, I thought there was a KH discount we were getting too. I, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm in this, if I don't get a KH discount. So uh, you guys are going to need to talk to the we CEO. We had that worked out. Hang on, what's KEH? Oh, it's this thing over here in the U.S. where we buy cameras. Like oh, a I'm big, not interested yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. Do they ship to the U.K.? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I, somebody I ought to have only... one of those KEH guys on the on a podcast, and we can figure that out. I, I remember reading they only ship to Connecticut. Well, that's just f***ing useless. Hmm. It's, it's, it's not even a real place. I just made it up. Oh, right. oh, there you go. Alarms, uh, alarms gone off. Okay, wonderful, um, <clears throat> guys. Uh, I, I think this is a, a, a fantastic idea. I, I love the idea of you guys coming together and cannibalizing each other's uh, listenership. Um, I, I can't wait to, to hear what the first proper episode is going to be like. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I'll, I'll happily, I'll happily write something about this um and just just get it out there and get it shared with the rest of the community i'm sure there's going to be lots of people super interested in 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 watching this particular self-destruction okay okay i think that's a a good time to bring this to an end this 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 discussion um the first um version of the cfnslpsp uh will be coming out soon but we're gonna have to put out uh, episode 62 of the Classic Lenses podcast, which we recorded that last week with Mike Novak, and it's a it's a good listen. Um, so, and there's also a uh, there was a prize a competition in there as well. So it'd be rude not to actually play that. So, um, with that, it's uh, we'll I think we should all uh, say goodbye, and um, and we'll all be looking forward to the the next episode of the uh, CFNSLPSP. Goodbye. Good riddance. Goodbye. Everybody stay positive. Shoot some cool film photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't Just know. had to get to the end one more time, didn't you, gutter man? That's right. That's right. Wait, What's we're not going to keep that, are we? I thought we got rid of that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need a, We're going to need another – well, we don't have a sign-off. No, I, I think, think there are no sign-offs. I mean, right, that, that's well, we, can do, we can do better than that. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, sign up is <clears throat> very, very, yeah, yeah. So what are we doing? Are we, are we, just, are we keeping that or, or not? Yeah, let's well, How, I, I, how I, come I, I, gets I, to I be in charge all the time? Yeah. <laughs> right, let's, let's, let's I re- completely missed that. Okay. He, was, he, was either cutting, he was either cutting off or he was shoving a burger in his mouth whilst he was trying to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what, who said what then. Uh, right, so, okay. I've, I've no idea. No. Okay, so are, are we are, are we good with that, or do we do we want to redo that ending again? I mean, I don't I don't know if it's going to get any better or not. I don't know. 
I think there's a distinct possibility it'll get worse, but we yeah. <laughs> we, we could we I, I think let's let's stick with what we've got because otherwise we'll go in and we'll, we'll overthink it a bit too much. Yeah, um, and just just run straight into into sixty two. That's it. Um, by the way, whoever it was that brought up. Uh, sorry, whoever it was that brought up the the um, hypersensitive podcast, that that was fantastic. That actually ties in to the article that I'm pushing out tomorrow anyway. Hang on, that was me, wasn't it? I thought you were going to tell me off. No, I just remember it. I remember it being an American <laughs> accent, but I mean, I'd stop listening at that point really anyway. So. <laughs> Why, why, is, why, is there, why is there a debate about the ending? What's wrong with the, the first day pause and shoot some cool film photos? No, it's fine. Fine. I, just, I just think we can do better than that. And in this in this democratized, socialized world, we cannot have you know remnants of the old world uh, living in our new utopia. So you know, no. you saying shoot some cool film photos was kind of it's bad, dude. It's bad. Yeah, very. It's very elitist. Very elitist. <laughs> We did basically just uh, need to burn all the evidence of all of the old shows of everybody's, yeah, right? Especially a big, a big, a big podcast bonfire. That's it, exactly. <laughs> all right. Everybody, um, stay cool and shoot some positive <laughs> film photos. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Classic Lenses podcast. My name is Simon Forster and I'm hosting this podcast from Stoke-on-Trent in the UK. We don't have Johnny, we don't have Carl again this week, but we do have Johnny Sisson in Chicago, Illinois. Hello, Johnny. Hello, good morning from snow on the ground, Chicago. Is the, is the polar vortex back? I, I don't think it's, it's, it's nice and bright and it's not that cold. It just decided to snow overnight, so... There we go. Well, winter continues. Yeah, I might yeah. imagine it's it's nice in Florida where where Cole's out with his friends uh, taking photographs at the moment. Yeah, well, except for the poisonous toads and the alligators and the Florida men everywhere doing crazy things. But that's very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, okay, so no Carl again this week. That's two weeks on the trot he's missed. Um, but he will be back next week. He tells us. Um, but this week we do have a guest, and uh, we have the guest who is on several. Uh, I know him from several Facebook groups, uh, but you know him much better than I do. So perhaps you might want to introduce this week's guest. You could almost say intimately. <laughs> not quite, but not, not, not quite. Not, we're not, not quite not there on, yet. Not on the call level. No, we're not. We're not. Only in my only in my fantasies. Yeah, only in my fantasies. Um, yeah, we have on with us today. I'm really excited about this because not only um, is this a, a, a personal hero of mine but i think it's someone that probably just about everyone across the what would we call it facebook analog photography photography communities etc probably knows mike novak um uh if for no other reason than he his constant stream of uh lust lust inducing cameras that he posts um his uh gigantic portions of novakian meals uh, and everybody probably knows what those are, right? You got a camera perfectly placed with a giant steaming plate full of protein and carbohydrates. Um, I certainly appreciate that as a Midwesterner. Um, and, you know, garden gnomes. Um, he's the king of the garden gnomes. He is the world's most huggable garden gnome. Um, so all of these good things are are existing at once in one person, and that person is Mike Novak. So I am, I'm very pleased to... Uh, to say we have Mike Novak on today, who has a microphone and is now uh, ready to to 
to join the world of podcast mania. Um, now that we, you know, we have that going on for us, the world's a better place. So, uh, Mike Novak, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy to be here, Johnny, and nice to meet you, Simon. Good to meet you, Mike. So, Mike, um, I don't know if we should just dive right in. I, 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 I know we've chatted a little bit about things we wanted to talk about, um, and certainly but one thing that we have never talked about on much, really, on the Classic Lenses podcast is uh, twin lens reflex cameras, which certainly qualify as, as classic lens devices because they got lenses on them and they're classic. Um, so I, I thought it would be uh, great to talk a little bit about uh, TLRs today because you have, I mean, you, you keep throwing pictures <coughs> of TLRs out that I've never even heard of. And, you know, then you pop on over to eBay thinking, oh, I'll snag one of those up. And, you know, uh-uh, because, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you, because <laughs> you got the you got the only one when it was cheap, and now you ain't gonna find one. And if you do find one, it's gonna be crazy expensive. So, yeah, it's you, all part you, of my marketing strategy, Johnny. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And you, so you have all this twin lens reflex goodness, and I thought we could talk a little bit about those cameras and why you love them. And um, yeah, I guess we just start start with that and see where it goes. Because I know you have a lot of other things as well too. But I I am really impressed by um, the 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 TLRs that that you seem to keep uh, sharing out with the world. Yeah, they're they're kind of my passion right now. I'm I'm uh, you know it, it's such a simple concept really, and, and when it's well done, you you really can't find a better shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and and. and what I like about them is is they make you slow down, you know, when you're when you're when you're out taking photographs, because you know you have to. It's you're not going to sneak up on anyone with a TLR, right? And you're not going to be able to just make a bunch of snapshots. You know, you can't really spray and spray and pray because you've got twelve shots. It takes a little more time to compose because everything's reversed. And and what you see in the viewfinder is is what you get on the negative, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. But you know, it's an adventure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that's yeah, that's how I feel about them too. I I, I have a few, um, but I don't think anywhere near the collection the collection that you have. Um, I mean, I've I've definitely have have some favorites. Um, you know, probably my 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 first TLR love is uh, my Roloflex 2.8C because it was the first TLR I ever got, and I got that uh, years and years and years ago. And um, I've I've shot it on and off since then. It's always been something that I've um, come back to because it's just a it's a really special experience. Um, you know, I, I really love using that one, uh, and for the reasons you said, I mean, it does make you slow down. And yeah. you, you definitely see the world differently in a, in a square and you definitely see the world differently reverse left to right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it does make you think and think and think hard. That's always been my feeling about them. Yeah. I, I sometimes have the tendency to think in a square, even when I'm shooting with an SLR now. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, there's, there's more to the picture than, than I thought I had, which is a, Good reason to crop a photo every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> you don't always win, do you? Sometimes no, it doesn't no, turn out the way it does. Sometimes you got to bend it and shape it into, into right. getting 
Yeah. So, of course, I, you know, seeing as uh, usually Simon does the introductions and does a proper job of it, I just kind of stumble my way through and say, hey, Mike, why don't you talk about TLRs? But what I really probably should have done is said, well, Mike Novak, could you tell us a little bit about being Mike Novak and who Mike Novak is and give us a little background? So maybe we can just back up a little bit and uh, you could tell us about lovely Fort Dodge, Iowa, where you live and anything else you want to tell us about how you got into the craft of photography etc etc um i know that you you hail from the same part of the world as me originally so we you know we have a lot of uh things in common like old style beer and good hot dogs and real pizza so yeah, you know we can talk cut, about all that stuff square cut kind not that yeah not that tourist pizza <laughs> not that shit that those new yorkers fold in half and shove yeah. in their pie hole yeah. So anyway, anywhere you want to start with that, Mike, start from start from the start and tell us a little bit about Mike Novak. Well, I'm uh, like you said, I'm a, a Chicagoan living in a small town right now. And, it, you know, it's a, it's a different lifestyle than you have. You know, things are slower here. I'm a street photographer in, in a city with basically one street. So, you know, it, it's a little bit of a challenge trying to keep things fresh and interesting and you know I don't always succeed but sometimes I do um I didn't really get into photography until kind of late um 1991 I, I went to a garage sale and I found a Yashica TL Electro X ITS camera that I bought for $15 from a gentleman who had purchased it in Vietnam so I was the second owner of this camera. I had one 50-millimeter lens, and I used that camera for about 15 years until the light seals just kind of pooped out on it. You know, it was kind of before Internet, and I didn't really know if I, how to fix it myself. There were no camera repairmen locally. So I kind of delved a little bit into digital, with a, which I thought it was a fantastic 5.1-megapixel point-and-shoot camera. Until one day I went to another garage sale and they had a Yashica FXD. It seems Yashicas are the only cameras that people in Iowa have. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought that and I and I I, I joined the uh, the old Yashica forum website. And you know, I learned that you could actually repair these things yourself. You could change light seals and it was fairly easy. So I resuscitated the original TL Electro. And after that, I just started buying every camera I saw at garage sales. You know, I, I didn't have a lot of money then. So I, I amassed a massive collection of point-and-shoot cameras, which now sit in my spare room gathering dust. I probably should do something with them. And, but, you know, it, it, you could buy a cheap camera and take good pictures, and it's wonderful. You know, it, and it it opened up the whole world to me, basically. I, You know... I, I I have a reason for taking a walk now yeah. instead of just, you know, to get somewhere. I don't really have to have a destination anymore. I can just enjoy the walk. And and if I see something interesting, I'll take a photograph of it. Yeah. I, I, I have to say, Mike, I really, I mean, I feel like I do. Well, I, I take pictures walking around also, right? I feel like I'd say I'm a pedestrian with a camera. So I just sort of like, I, I, I pretty much follow similar paths throughout my day each day and take pictures of what I see along yeah. the way, which is not that much in a way different from having one street 
that you photograph on. But yeah. I, I mean, my my street is a series of anonymous faces that run through a common place. And I mm-hmm. and what I what I really enjoy about your column, street photos, is, is that it's a, a lot of times the places are are familiar, but it's like you there are all these um faces that you know they're not anonymous they're mm-hmm. it's like you know all these people and in 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 a weird way it's like you know when you, you walk around the camera in a big city and and people kind of ignore it to some degree mm-hmm. um but i mean everybody knows you probably knows you as mike the the camera guy or the photo yeah. guy or something because you're you're taking pictures of them yeah. and and it seems like people are very um comfortable with you doing that because they know you and and so i'm wondering what that experience is like for you because it, it's i feel like you get these pictures of um people that are, they're both like kind of willing participants in the picture but they feel very mm-hmm. intimate because they're allowing you into their into their space in a way that i can't really get that with people yeah. in a big city you know? i know mike mike ekman made a comment about that in in in, in your a comment on one of my photos in, in the classic lenses group and i you know i think the difference between my street photography and, and a lot of others is that there are actually people smiling in my picture, yeah. you know, and, and I like that. I engage with them. I talk to them and, and you know, I, I, I find out what they're interested in and, and the, mostly they're interested in my cool old camera. And, you know, you engage someone in a friendly manner, you'd be open with them and, and they're more, more willing to, to be comfortable with you. Yeah. It helps when you when you when you're a, a giant huggable garden gnome too. Yeah, that 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 is an asset that you know. It's a it's a hereditary asset, I think. You know, my my father was a photographer, and, and he was a he was a charming man. I think I didn't really know him very well, but you know, maybe maybe it's in the blood. Yeah, and it, that's another interesting thing that you've um you've posted sort of on and off that I've seen in various places is, is you, um, sometimes post pictures. I mean, really nice pictures too, of, of your family members, you know, that I'm assuming, you know, they were shots that your dad took and, mm-hmm. um, but you've posted, you've posted some really just classic, um, you know, it, by classic, I mean, they, you, they're, you can so place these photos within a certain era, you know, usually kind of 1950s ish yeah. look to them, but they're, they're really great shots. And I, are those mostly things that your that your dad shot? Yeah, those are my dad's photographs, mostly okay. of, of of my mom and 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 the kids when they were younger, the younger, the older kids, older than me, because you know dad was pretty much out of the picture by the time I was twelve years old. I didn't really mm. know very well, but I do remember the dark room in the house and and the camera that I couldn't touch, but I did anyway. <laughs> I think he had a, it was like a a Deardorff, um eight by 10 or five by seven. It was nice, nice piece of equipment. I don't know what happened to it, but you know, I I grew up with the smell of the dark room, but really not the experience of it. Mm. You know, it was like the, the, the room that I wasn't supposed to go into. I just just want to take things back a little bit, where you, you uh, and uh, which Johnny just uh, touched upon. You you've spoken briefly about your your street photos and your street portraits, and that um, yeah, you've got people smiling. And hello, and hello, hello, hello. And, hey guys, uh, it, it's Em. I just clicked on an old link in Google Hangouts, and <clears throat> what was what's going on? Hello, we're just talking about stuff. 
Is that is that Mike Novak? This is Mike Novak. Yes, it is. It's Mike Novak. Wonderful. Hey, Mike. And this hey, guys. Is Sorry. M, this is the M in Emulsive. This is the M in Emulsive. Yes, like the troll in the moon, or whatever the most appropriate <laughs> thing in the thing is. Anyway, guys, I hope I'm not disturbing. Um, carry on. Oh, <laughs> I guess. I think all of us are already disturbed. So. <laughs> hey, I've got a question next. for you, Mike. Okay. I got a question for you. Do do you get like a have you got like a gold or a, a platinum card for IKEA? Because I mean you've got a lot of shelves. No, a what lot I do, of shelves. What I do have is insomnia and impatience. <laughs> you know, Three AM eBay, something pops up and you know, I and I buy it now price that I can afford it. You know, you just have to be willing to take a chance and pounce sometimes. Yeah, I I, I hear that. I, I actually I I do have a serious question for you. Okay. Um, so I'm <clears throat> I I collect cameras from the point of view that that this camera or this lens or this thing is going to help me do um, X X thing with my photography. And I'm I've been trying to understand the the. Uh, is it an ob- obsessive mind that comes with with going down a particular road with with collecting you know x type of camera i mean wh- wh- where does it come from when you know, that, you, that's, wh- a, when that, that's a part of it but i think most of it is i i i, I like to find cameras that have some historical significance right you know, you know i i don't buy too many garden variety cameras you know the pentax k1000 or the canon a1 if i get a canon a1 locally I'll, I'll i'll just give it away or donate it to a uh to a to a film school so, but, so know, it would be like oh this this particular let's say <clears throat> i don't know this particular uh, branch of TLRs from from Yashica, let's say for example. I'm just going to mix a whole bunch of things together. So, if if you know that there's one particular Yashica TLR that had a limited uh, production of one particular lens, is 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 that the kind of thing that you'd go for, it, or is it is it some some other kind of historical you know, it, significance? It, it'll be like a, if it's an early series with Yashicas. I'm not really a big fan of their six by sixes. <laughs> I think that all the ones with the uh, Copal MXP shutters were sold with a uh, self-destruct button on them, basically, where you could <laughs> you could take your nice camera and brick it in two seconds. But where Yashica got it, where we, where Yashica got it right was with their with their four by fours. You know, they were mm. creative, they were colorful, they were simple, yeah. and they were fun to use. I mean, you, you must have a whole bunch of those because I, I understand that for about thirty years, the only cameras you could buy in Iowa. Uh, were actually Yashikas. You, that's pretty much still still the case, you know. Yashikas, they're mostly the uh, the the fixed lens lens range finders, which are great mm. cameras to use. But for a collector, they're just they're common. You know, I, I have a couple of of of, of nicer fixed lens fixed lens Yashikas that I like to use. But you know, I'm not going to make a point of trying to get every one of them. Right, right. It's because cool. they made eight million of the uh, Electro thirty fives, and you know, really, there's only four basic flavors of the original version, and and once you get one of them, you pretty much got them all. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm more interested in, in in the immediate post-war cameras, the German cameras. Right. Um, the the Virgin SLRs are really nice. Uh, the early, um, like the Practica Flex, and and and. KW cameras, 
and I, I really, really am interested in, in pre-war Japanese TLRs right now. Mm. Oh, really? I have the 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 first Minolta Flex, and it's just a wonderful camera. You know, they were on the right path, you know, mm -hmm. and then they got interrupted by this big war thing, and and really didn't pick it up as far as that being a top tier camera manufacturer or TLR manufacturer until the uh, the Minolta Autocords came out after the war, which are, I think, the only Japanese camera that really are in the same ballpark is a Roliflex. Really? That, that, that's interesting, because I, I, I know a couple of people in this part of the world who, who will swear by the, the Caloflex. I, I like the Caloflex. It's a, it's a well-built camera. It's a little quirky, you know, I, I have one I haven't shot a film through yet. Mine has a quirk where unless I have the, the focus all the way in or all the way out, the shutter won't arm. You know, you'll press the button, you'll hear the click, you'll hear the click, but the shutter won't open. But if I bring the focus in, set the shutter, and then refocus, it'll shoot fine. That, that's actually cool. That that's that's their that they they made a really big point of that um, in their media, <clears throat> in their the manuals and stuff. That that was their Adams um, their Adams mode, their Ansel Adams mode. So it encourages the photographer to do the pre visualization before they then focus. Yeah, True story. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the nicer Japanese <laughs> TLR cameras is the uh, the Koenig, Koeniflex. The Koeniflex, yeah. Monica. That's a really well-built, well-built and solid camera. And it's interesting, it'll focus beyond infinity in order to make it, in order to make it fit into the case better. And, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a little, you can feel the click when it's at infinity, and then you know that you're ready to actually focus. I don't know what kind of pictures you would get if you shot a picture when you were beyond infinity, you know, maybe Buzz Lightyear or something. But, you know, it's... It's 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 really an interesting camera. And yeah, probably cool. something you can use to shoot into Johnny's soul. Yeah, I don't know if it reaches that deep into the. <laughs> we could try. Maybe I could use like an infrared film or something in a in a in a number four neutral density filter, and we might be able to to get to the heart of things. Mm. Interesting stuff. Anyway, so sorry to sorry to railroad your conversations, guys. No, thank Em. It was an amazing was, surprise yeah. to have you drop in on us so unexpectedly. Well, it's, I guess you guys have got this open channel thing going. I literally, I'm going through Google Hangouts. I'm cleaning everything up. There's a couple of links in there from Simon, and I literally just clicked on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I feel kind of honored that you asked me a question. You know, I, I followed you on, on on internet for a long time. Oh, you know, thank you. And the fact that you're interested in what I'm doing is, is it's, you know, it makes my day. Absolutely. And to be honest, it's kind of the other way around. I, I consider myself to be a, a bit of a, an upstart when it comes to the more experienced and well-versed uh, camera collectors, shooters, darkroom printers. You know, there, there's all of these people out there that I'm just in, in complete awe of. And it, it's, it's really nice to be able to connect and realize that you, you are, in fact, a normal human being. Unlike Johnny, Again. I don't know. I don't know about the normal part, but <laughs> you know, with the uh, with the gnome DNA, maybe not completely human, but you know, I try. <laughs> I, 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 
I, I I do remember hearing Simon saying something about gnomes when I jumped in, and and that that's that's partly why I was confused because I'm I'm just thinking why what <laughs> what's going well, on? I'm sure that I'll, I'll I'll drop the photograph that started it in, into Messenger later, and you'll you could see where where the legend began. It was kind of I was I was, I was trying to make an homage to Viv, Vivian Meyer, you know, with the bathroom <laughs> selfie. And with the hat I was wearing, and, and you know, I'm a man of, of a little bit of girth. So, yeah, I, I, you know, the garden gnome connotation just kind of came naturally. Yeah, the garden gnome I myth was born. Just, yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with being at home. Yeah. And, 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 and now you're, you're about it. <laughs> and now you're a noted collector of garden gnomes and one of Iowa's foremost authorities on them, as I understand. No. True, true story. Yeah. yeah, I have the only garden gnome in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you import that from Chicago when you moved over? Well, it is wearing a bear's hat, so yeah. <laughs> As all good Chicago garden gnomes yeah, should. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to the street photography. You you were talking about you know how you walk around in the streets. Like, there is a, a French term for that. It's it's a flaneur. I I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, it's yeah. kind of the pattern of of Elkeld, where he would you know not necessarily be concerned about people so much as as the places. I, I think the, these guys are very, very familiar with the concept of the flanor. It's kind was, of spooky. Yeah, we have had this has been mentioned in the past. As as funny funny as that may sound, we have spoken before about the uh, culture of the flanor. And I think it was it's it's, it's annual mystery, yes. right? Annual yes. mystery uniting uniting people across the globe in this this weird French word. <laughs> Well, actually, on the subject of your, your street photography, um, and it was touched on earlier um, about the fact that you've, you've, you have people with smiles on the faces, and um, and there's certainly, the, the I don't know if it's a trend or it's just normally the style uh, for street portraits and street photos to have people looking miserable or, the, or at least just not smiling. Um, so it's, it's actually quite, it's quite refreshing to see, yeah. to, see well, to see smiles on faces. And more to the point, though, I'm, I've just been going through your uh, your feed on your your Facebook page, and the the smiles that you're getting, they're natural. So, and that's that's not an easy thing to do. So, what what are you what are you doing to get these natural smiles of, of strangers? I, I guess I'm just an affable guy. You know, I don't I don't think I'm doing anything special. I just I talk, I engage, and 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 you know, I look friendly. I look like Santa Claus in a garden home. <laughs> being, being a gnome to disarm people must be must be quite a skill. I'm, I'm the most non-threatening looking person on the planet, I think, and, and I think that comes across the people. You know, it helps like, that you're. I think it helps that you're in Iowa too. I mean, you. Yeah. Well, it does know, help. Yeah. I mean, tell you know. That's well, I don't know because I, I went on a trip to uh, San Clemente a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was getting the same reactions there. Uh, that's great. So there really is it. It's yeah. It's a no. It's a Novak thing. It's a Novakian thing. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd rather see people happy than grumpy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's a sickness or something. I don't know. No. But you know, I, I, I. If you engage with people, they're going to engage back with you. Yeah. 
So when you when you're out shooting, I mean, we've been talking about uh, rollers and things. How about uh, do you do any shooting with um, SLRs or, or digital with old lenses and I, things like that? Yeah, I shoot everything. I you know I, I've been playing around with the uh, Sony A7 II lately because you know classic lenses and and having some pretty good success with that i have a good coach right now you know eric the uh, mad dutchman from belgium yes. is he, he he drops into my messenger and it gives me gives me tips and 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 you know just tells me that my photography is improving which I, you know it means a lot coming from eric because he's, he's absolutely a brilliant photographer oh yes he's he's a, a, a much beloved guest here on on the classic lenses podcast and, definitely and, and still marooned on an island with an animal mystery at, at that's this right moment. so he's, that's he's right. got good internet access over there that's good news yeah they have nobody to take pictures of except themselves yeah. and, and each other <laughs> we'll see if we see any smiles there hmm. No, I like Eric. Eric's a good guy. He's, he is. He's a great guy. So, so when you you you're going out and you're going to do some street shooting and you're you're taking your Sony, what what uh, what lenses are likely to go in your bag? Lately, I've been using the uh, the the QBM lenses for the Rolleiflex SL series. You know, the, yeah. the Xenon fifty one point eight is a is a terrific lens. Um. Couple of days ago, the, my most recent shots I, I took with the uh, twenty-eight millimeter two-point-eight AR, which is a it's it's a Voigtlander branded lens, but it was actually made by by Mamaya, I think. That's right. Yeah. Uh huh. And I have never shot a lens that is as sharp as that in the center. It's it's amazing. And you know, I went out to take pictures of architecturals you know 28 millimeter lens it's one of its strengths and i kept running into people and i didn't think it would be such a good portrait lens but it's fantastic you know you get up close you get up personal and 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 you capture the mood you know maybe it doesn't look as perfectly perfect as a uh, portrait lens would be but you know it, it's a really good lens i also enjoy the uh I'm going to mispronounce this in my own way, the Tacumar 85 slash 1.8. That, that, that word has been mispronounced by me in far more many ways. So, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I think I'll club. probably say it differently the next time I say yeah. it too, but, you know, it's a Japanese word and we're Americans and Englishmen, so we could say it however the hell we damn please. Right? That was actually, um, you said Tacumar with perfect Midwestern diction, Mike. Yeah. I, that, that is... Absolutely, the correct way to say that word. Do the Takumars go on Nikons by any chance? <laughs> they do, but badly. no, they go Nikons. <laughs> Nikons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, interesting enough, um, knicker mats are still knicker mats here in the U.S. See, I always call them Niker mats. So. Do you really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, even 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 here, I thought it, here here in the um, in the wilds, we still got knicker mats right. But Johnny, that honestly, it's it's just you. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah. Do, it's double K, though, isn't it? On, on knicker mats, double K. Yeah, uh, the nickel mats are the Nico mats, which Nico is the mats, Japanese, yeah. which is the the, the, the Japanese. Nico 
quanto. <laughs> <laughs> Nike, man, it's, it's, it sounds like some kind of crossover that that, that Nike would do. Hey, you can you can put your brand new Air Maxes on these fantastic, amazing new Nike mats. Let, let, let me let, let me tell you something, you smarty pants with fancy accents. If you think Americans should say Nikons, you have not heard a half drunk guy from Bridgeport in chicago walk in and say hey you got any nikons and believe me you much you want us to be saying nikons it sounds like <laughs> well I've, I've had a i've had a similar i've had a bit of a dilemma recently because i've 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 just started selling a new brand of uh lens adapters um and they're spelled f-i-k-a-z and i was i think well how am i going to say this and um, you catch so <laughs> just like how it's spelled well well, this is the thing i I say nikon but really i think nikon is actually the correct way to say it in terms of you know just standard english if if you like nikon was created for the american market that's true like say like an american damn it well i I just i just can't but i'm thinking i'm trying to Uh, hang on hang on is is it uh, nikon and nickels or nikon and nikors oh it it (laughs) well it should be nikon and nickels really shouldn't nikon and nickors Consistency, consistency. Well, if you know, for for a bit of um, um, oh, uh, harmonization with uh, my American friends, I've decided to call these adapters FICAS rather than call them FICAS because I think it sounds better that way anyway. FICAS sounds, I mean, that almost sounds like you got a bleep it, Simon. Yeah, that sounds sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds awful. So, (laughs) FICAS, that's what it's called. FICAS, FICAS. I think all of this pronunciation, a lot of it, you can just you take know, it from Jack and the Beanstalk. Conica, Conica, you know. <laughs> is it Conica? Well, it's, 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 it's not Kanika because it, it's not spelled K-A-N. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. I'm going to step away for a couple of minutes. I just need to go and fix my Groflex. So give me a sec. I'll be back. That's what they call it in England, huh? <laughs> but wait, we have, we have one really big one to settle, okay? <laughs> we, have one, we, we, we have one really big one to settle. Okay. What what do we call those Nikons slash Nikons that, are, that go underwater? Oh. Oh, that's easy. This Nikonos. I'm with them. Okay. No, no. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, you no. can you that, can that, put that, a Nikomat underwater. <laughs> it is possible. Yeah, <laughs> Mike. The, 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 the Nikomats are the ones that accidentally go underwater. Yeah. Nikonos. <laughs> see now, I, 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 it's like I, a Greek I, island. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I always thought because it's that was a whole like riff off the Jacques Cousteau thing back in the day. That's kind of where well, the no, whole no, thing. But there, there is a Greek <laughs> island that makes all the mystery out of things. But but there is a Greek island called Mykonos. So just change right. the M for an N, and you got Nikonos. And that was Don't my go. understanding of how to pronounce it. But I have heard it called by, well, I would call him an authority. Uh, the 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 boss here at Central Camera, they call him Nikonis. 
Is know, that because it's spelled N I K O N A S? Nikonas. It's completely wrong to me. <laughs> it sounds like something that Harry Potter would say. Nikonas. Yeah. There's a way that you say it in your head, and there's a way that you say it out loud. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then there's a way that everyone else says it, which is. <laughs> the way that you say it in your head is so you can remember how to spell it. It's Nikonos. Nikonos. Do you know, I, I have to say, this, this, this particular conversation reminds me of some. Something that a teacher friend of mine said to me years ago, which is, if somebody if somebody mis- uh, mispronounces a word, um, you shouldn't take the piss out of them. You shouldn't make fun of them because it's it's more no no it, it's very very serious because more often than not, if someone mispronounces a word, it's because they've probably read it, and it's just how they imagine that word to sound in their head. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure that I mispronounce a lot of words that I don't that I don't even bother trying to say out loud. Yeah. Like what's that flower? Bougainvillea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's true. It's you know, true. Also, it, um as talking speaking of etiquette, I mean it was also back in the day it was not considered yeah. rude if if someone had like let's say a um a, a louse uh in their in their hair that was invisible crawling around. It was actually not considered rude to just pluck that thing out. That's now you're nitpicking, Johnny. <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> somebody cue the rim shot <laughs> <laughs> or the toilet flushing. I, I I'm not sure whether I'm fully responsible for this particular d- 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 deviant type of divergence in the conversation, but I feel like I've, I've had something to do with it. So <laughs> I feel like I, I I need to make a move. Um, it's late here. The volcanoes fires need stoking with a bit of coal. So I'm going to sign off, guys. That's nice. Uh, meeting thank you. you. Thanks. Yeah. Li- likewise, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And and yeah, looking forward to to listening to this episode, um, and and the others when you when you CLP guys uh, crack them out. It's it's yeah. It's it's always interesting to, to just hear how the best laid plans of your um, of your content just go awry. <laughs> just mostly through Johnny. Actually, it, he he's a bad influence. It's always Johnny's fault, <laughs> especially when he gets the pick of the guests. I think. Yeah, I, I I knew there was no way having Mike Novak on was going to lead to any <laughs> any sort of semblance of order. It was just going to be pure chaos. So that was the uh, plan from the start. Wonderful, man. Wonderful. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, Carl will be back, and he's not just leaving you guys kind of just just to run the the podcast just between the two of you. You want to make sure that that he's not ghosting you guys seriously. Yeah, what's up with that? I think it's starting to be a real thing now. He, he's it's always finding an excuse. It's like, you know, you ever date that person that's always just finding an excuse to blow you off? Well, yeah, his name's Carl Havens. Well, no, I was <laughs> usually the reason that you got blown off, Johnny. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on, on that note, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bugger off. So catch up with you later, guys. See ya. Thank See you. Ya. See, ya. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, yeah, so uh, <laughs> that was uh, that. That was random. Uh, it certainly was. I mean, who who would have thought M would just drop in? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So then, where 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 were we? We 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 talked about you uh, doing smiling pictures. Ah, I I know what I wanted to ask you. Another you question. Know, I based my photography on a single Talking Heads album. Yeah. Well, I you know more songs about buildings and food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, I want I want to talk to you about 
um, that uh, Schneider lens, the uh, the Xenon. Uh, Xenon. Xenon. Oh. Xenon. Xenon. Uh, in particular, it's a 50mm 1.8. 1.8, yes. And I, I remember you posting the picture, of, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, and, uh, with that lens. And I, I saw it and I was thinking, I've never seen one of those before. Because I've seen plenty of the, um, I assume, older um, 1.9 uh, yeah, the, the Xenon. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you can get them on M42 as well. And it's a it's a favourite lens of mine. I had one once and I sold it and I regretted it. And now I've got I managed to get another one um, because they, I think it's just a, a beautiful beautiful lens. Um, but the thing is, when when I saw it on QBM mount, the alarm bells went off a little bit uh, mm -hmm. because it's, I'm, it, I'm I'm fondling it right now. <laughs> Well, well, hopefully I'm not. I'm not. Hopefully I'm not going to upset you by saying what I'm, I'm about to say. But um, I know that with the uh, the QBM lenses, especially the 51.8s, uh, you can see them. Sometimes they'll be branded as uh, a color Ultron, and you also and it's exactly the same lens as on the actually the color Ultron. I think is on the Voigtlanders, and then mm -hmm. and then the equivalent Roly, which is the same camera just different different branding effectively um that's usually marked up as being a, a planar and i i wonder i mean and you can potentially put this to bed or not but is it actually just the same as those two lenses but they just gave it a different name because they're all pretty much interlinked aren't they you know i really have no idea i i also have the uh hsc planar and in, in qbm maybe i should do it side by side comparison someday yeah you know, personally I think the, the I like the, the 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 xenon lens. It's got a build quality more like a like a like a tachymar. You know, it, it's got the metal barrel instead of the, the 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 rubber grip on it, and it's just a beautiful yet lens to handle. You know, and and this as far as performance goes, it's really you know one or the other. It, it's take your choice i think but i prefer using the xenon yeah well the thing is just i mean the actual construction of, of the lens in itself yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't probably isn't a good indicator but, uh, simply because i'm sure that someone like cheyenne morrison would yes would, you know more but he said he, that he had never seen a, a 50.18 xenon before either yeah, yeah. and just know. just to just to um explain myself when i say about construction and and that's simply especially with the the qbm lenses um they were originally all all metal and then the later ones uh, there was a, a bit of a mix going on so mm -hmm. that that could be the same kind of thing that was going going yeah. on there then they just there's a generational change not so much in the optics but in the uh, the construction of the lens itself so well, i know that the the there are two versions of the QBM um, Scoper X 28 2.8. One is a is a it's the same as a uh, a Distagon, I think. That's not the one I have. The other one is the Mamaya built one. Is I think it's a five element lens. I don't know how much it deviates from the Distagon formula, but it you know all I know is from using it that. It's a very, very sharp lens. It's it's a pleasure to use. It's easy to focus. And I think the results speak for themselves. You yeah. know, it, it produces a marvelous photograph. Yeah. It's 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 always intrigued me that that link uh, with, with Mamaya. Um and mm -hmm. I think I think it's a case of all the lenses that are marked AR. Um that I Yeah, think those are the Mamaya that, ones. That's right. right. And the uh, because I've had the uh, the fifty five one point four um 
uh, Mamaya, and when I talk about that, I'm, there's two versions of that, and one of them is the SX, and I'm talking about the SX version of the Mamaya 55 uh, 1.4, uh, which is it's an M42 lens, and it's it's not that easy to uh, to adapt because there's a, a metering pin on the back of it, which will foul an adapter, uh, because it's designed to work with the uh, Mamaya MSX cameras. Uh, yeah. with this extra bit of, bit of metering but the what, what's interesting to me is the, the the qbm version of that lens you haven't got that problem so you can just bang it straight onto a onto a qbm uh, ad adapter but it's it's just interesting how, the, how there was that link up between the two of them yeah it, you know the japanese lens manufacturing is is a very incestuous history you know we're probably going to find out that all lenses are made by Tamioka and Kozina or something. And we've just been fooling ourselves trying to make distinctions between them. You know, yeah. they're all generally good performers. So really, who cares who made them? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know? and did, did um, I, I think um, uh, when we had uh, Bob, Bob Rodoloni on, I think he, he kind of referred to this, that there was an awful lot of, technology sharing in japan especially mm -hmm. post-war where you know it kind of didn't matter who uh, whose idea or you know quote unquote intellectual property was because it was for the good of japan that everybody succeed and there's an awful lot of similarity to an awful lot of these things with different names on them and i and i think it speaks to that is that you know there, there was there was a lot of sharing going on it was just the way it was done yeah, well, take the uh, the Olympus FTL, their M42 mount SLR. Oh, right, yeah. You know, it's like who made it? You know, it it it, it 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 looks like a Yashica. It looks like a Mamaya. Olympus says it's their own design, or actually, no, they say they did farm that out. They say the lenses are actual real Suicos. Yeah, but, you know, it's a it's a nice looking camera. It it meters well, and you know, it was basically a stopgap stopgap while they were miniature miniaturizing the slr with the uh, om series. yeah yeah but that's another lens like like the one for the uh mamaya mx where it's got the little extra pin on there where you need to use a skinny m42 adapter or it's not going to focus to infinity right right uh, well, so we've had lots of awesome, great, uh, serious uh, lens and camera discussion here. I think it's time we get back to the real highlight of the show, or uh, the thing every everyone really wants to hear about, which is, of course, the Novakian lunch. Oh, we'll call lunches. it the Nov Yeah, lunches, Mike. And, I, was and I, was, I was hoping you weren't going to talk about our ancient blood feud, Johnny, but <laughs> yeah, we can go with the lunches. Oh, that's right. Oh, there's a whole other topic we might have to save. Um <laughs> The ancient blood feud, correct? Yeah, you know. Ancient Scottish blood feud. But yes, let's. In order to keep the peace, okay. I, I think maybe we can dive into the, the the topic of the proper Novakian lunch, which involves um, heaping helpings of food and cameras. And I and I think, you know, I think the world wants to know because nobody can do this quite like Mike Novak. I mean, there is nobody who can do the perfect Novakian lunch photo as effortless, effortlessly and perfectly as you, Mike. So, I, and I don't know that you want to divulge all the secrets to that, but I, I thought it would be good that we could at least get some insights into the proper Novakian lunch. Well, the proper Novakian lunch shot, you know, the food is in the foreground always, you know, 
it's because that's why I'm there. I'm there to eat lunch. Right. Um, the camera is 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 there mainly as an observer. <laughs> so you know, it's it's it sits in the background, but the focus is always on the lens. So you, you know, right, right. So you got the 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 journey starts at the food, goes to the camera through the lens, and then it's just magic. That, well, that that and that's what I'm referring to. And I guess there's no way to really explain magic, is there? Um, no, you know, you, it, you can't. I mean, you it can't. Gives, it gives me a reason for using my cell phone camera. <laughs> 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 so a Novakian lunch ideally is just shot with a simple cell phone camera. Oh well, yeah, cell phone camera. Yeah, you know, you, table level, yeah. food in the foreground. Yeah, so you get a little bit of blur, you know, going into the food. Yeah, you a know, little food, you, a little food bokeh, if you will. Yeah, you know, the fork needs to be in a shot, fork or spoon, if I'm if I'm eating a soup or a stew. Yeah, right, you know, right. Because right. you know, otherwise the food makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, how do you get Unless the food in? Man. How do you get the food into the Novak without a right. utensil? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. Because there, there is a certain, um, I, it, you know, it's funny, you know, you will get well-meaning amateurs, um, well, who, you know, they always tend to hold the camera above the table. Yeah. And no, that's the wrong perspective. <laughs> right. It, yeah. Yeah. But there's a perspective thing. No, and there's also the, it, it, you got to think about the shot almost as architecture. Ah, and and unless you keep the camera on the table, unless your cell phone has tilt shift on it, you're not going to get the right perspective. (laughs) You know, maybe someone will come out with a tilt shift adapter for the iPhone someday. That probably it's probably in the works, but until then, you know, the camera, the table makes a nice solid base for the camera too. Right, right. Yeah, put it right on the table, press the button, and. There you go. And it yeah. helps have good food. You know, someone I posted one with some spaghetti that I bought at a diner once and the Italians were all over me. <laughs> See, that's not spaghetti. I said, that's skinny. Skinny. <laughs> so this is maybe another um another it's not really a secret, but I mean I think it's something that needs to be considered for again, those well meaning amateurs that want to attempt to do a perfect Novakian lunch photo is that, you know, you have, um, it seems where you live there in Fort Dodge, you have several fine eating establishments that provide the sort of perfect Midwestern portions that are needed to, to kind of, as you said, fill the architectural space of the Novakian lunch photo. You got to feed the farmers, man. Yeah. 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 Those, the, so that you know that the plate of food itself, I don't know that that can re- be reproduced perfectly outside of Iowa. I mean, that's certainly something to consider. You know, as well. I think you could get a reasonable facsimile in one of the Greek-owned Italian restaurants in the Chicago area, which there, there are so many of. Yes, you know, yeah, because that's yeah. good, hearty food, and it's simple and it's prepared well and edible. Yeah. Yeah, I have one right at the end of my block here. It's called the Alps. I'll try it. It's, it's called it's called the Alps, and it's run by nice Greek people. Mm-hmm. You know that's pretty typical Chicago. I mean, you know, you're you you know exactly what I'm talking about, Mike. You're yeah. you you're from your DNA is here in this area as well, and you know, there is a typically a a Greek run restaurant on every corner. Yeah. Um, every five years or so, it burns down. 
<laughs> yeah, that does happen too. That does happen too. I, I was going to give a quick, since we're on the uh, subject of restaurants, I'll give a quick shout out to uh, a, a newish restaurant that opened uh, right here in my neighborhood of uh, Irving Park in Chicago. And it's called the B-Side. And it is just a classic Chicago uh, burger, hot dog kind of place. Um, and they do a fabulous Euro. Now, I got to say, I've got real issues with what's going on in the Euro world right now. Which is fancy. Oh, oh, Mike, I don't know if you're seeing this too, but the electric Euro shaver. I oh, mean, have no, you seen? Oh, no, no, you got the guy with the big long knife. and the thing Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You got right. the, white, the white hat and, and the apron, the, the dirty apron. Absolutely, Mike. You've got see. You know, man. You know, and 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 these these bastards with these electric euro shavers. It's like they're they drag that thing, you know, down the spit, and it 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 shaves the euro meat off in a way that is completely unappetizing, and it's got to be hand cut. So oh, it, I want to give a shout out to the B side. They want for, the euro without the without the whole euro experience. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So the so the folks at the B side are doing it right. And as it and this is the funny thing is the B side as the crow flies is about seventy five yards from the Alps restaurant, <laughs> and the B side is run by the son of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so they so sort of break. About, you're talking about blood feuds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the B side is awesome. Much love to them. I hit them up once a week for I a euro. If Uber Eats would deliver it to Fort Dodge. <laughs> we could work on that. We could work on that. <laughs> well, um, uh, okay. So, sorry for that digression, but I really thought we needed to talk about the Novakian lunch. And um, uh, Simon, I'm I, I don't know. Maybe there's a UK version of that that can be accomplished with, um, you know, whatever food you guys have left over there. <laughs> That, you, 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 you guys are rationing now, right? You're back on rationing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're starting to turn our gardens over so we can plant potatoes and carrots. Well, and, if you ever need a gnome, let me know. I know a <laughs> yeah, I was I was wondering what this this stuff is that you were talking about. So I had absolutely no idea about what you were cutting with a knife or an electric thing. I, th- I think we're, are we talking about kebab meat here? Is that what you're talking about? You, yeah, yeah, basically. You, use, you, your, use your Google machine and, 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 and <laughs> Google gyro sandwich. <laughs> yeah. In other parts of the world, I believe, you, in Europe, I've seen, you know, when I've been to Europe, you have places called Donner or Donner Kebab. Yeah, Donner Kebabs, yeah. Donner Kebab, yeah, which is similar. But, I mean, so, but the pro- a proper gyro. You know, I think the most similar thing that might be familiar in England would be lamb shawarma. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same same kind of lamb, and the sauce is a little bit different. Yeah, but I think they're both cucumber sauces. So, so yeah. I, I think the difference. I can't believe this is the classic Lenses podcast we're on here. But, uh, um, I, I I think the difference is that the, uh, the kebabs we have are more Turkish than Greek. I think there. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, you don't want to mix the Turks and the Greeks. No, that's that's not a good idea. Right. So, so the, the proper kebab over here, um, you know, there, there's, uh, the, 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 a proper gyro is a, a gigantic sort of amalgam of meat in a big tube that goes on a hot spit and it gets cut off, but it is a, you know, it's a solid chunk of processed, uh, you know, lamb, et cetera. 
um, on the spit, right? And I and I think they're a little bit different. I think that the Donner kebab style of doing it is slightly different than that. Mm. I've had I've had Donner kebabs. They're okay. It's okay. They're okay. Mm. They're not you know not quite the same, but it's good stuff. Mm. Okay, so shall we talk about Avengers <laughs> again? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so what other lenses do, do you like? <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of the uh, the older auto techumer lenses. Um, oh yeah, you know, I I love their compactness, and and they they work wonderfully well on 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 the uh, full frame digital because you know they're simple. There's no problem adapting them. Usually, Johnny seems to have problems sometimes because. You know, <laughs> He's Johnny, but you know. <laughs> well, the, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of those as well. I, I, um, I, I, I want to take at least partial credit for turning Carl onto uh, old Tacomars. Um and and one of my favorites. I, I'm, I'm with you on this one because one of my 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 favorite classic lenses is the Auto Tacomar circa 1959. So the it's kind of the first. Uh, first batch that they made that were yeah. not that lever preset, that lever preset type where you, you know, you, you kind of arm it and fire the lever and it stops mm -hmm. down. It, they were the first true sort of autos with the, the auto switch, right? The auto manual switch on them. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was before the super tax came out. So it was like the first generation of, of auto tax for the first, you know, uh, SLRs as we think of them today. And um yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of those. I think they are the sort of almost the most perfect rendering that you you can get off the lens of that era because I mean it that it seems the ethos behind those lenses was, you know, smooth and professional. And I and that's the way I think about those yeah. those lenses is they have a very smooth, clean um rendering to them and and i i mean they just there there's something about them that's really magical and they focus the right way not like the nikons yeah exactly yeah they focus the same way as not there's, there's nikons and nikons yeah um, okay yeah that's they go true, the wrong yeah. way that's a, that's a problem with these tacumas or whatever we're going to call them this week <laughs> tacumas it's not a tacuma tacumas well, maybe it's the Yashinans that focus the wrong way. Then. No, no, I think they yeah. go the right way as well. Oh, I think they're different. Do they? Yeah. Let's see. I'm just curious about one thing. I, because Johnny is, is always praising these, these Pentax lenses beginning with a T. And, uh, but he, he doesn't like M42 cameras. So what, what are, you, what, are you actually adapting these to digital, Johnny? Or, or have you found oh, an, an M42 camera? No, I wouldn't do anything like that. Um, no, you know what I think the best M42 camera is is basically like a Minolta, because <laughs> uh, M42 lenses go perfectly on a, on on Minolta cameras with a simple adapter. And now you've got essentially, you know, uh, you, you've got aperture priority M42, which is something in M42 land that was never really done all that well. Um, you know that by the time that that by the time they started thinking about doing open aperture metering on m42 m42's ship had sailed and they were already you know came out was already on the horizon and it was pretty much rapidly killed off now i know that there are fans who i don't want to call them out by name 
Graham who are very the, fond Graham of the, the uh, 16 podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't want to go there, but okay. Shots fired. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I know that there are certain fans of certain, uh, Fuji cameras, um, uh, and others. I mean, there are the, the chinons as well. I believe there's some, some chinons that did, uh, open aperture metering. Pretty had an absolutely yeah. horrible implementation. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> I think that may have forced them into a partnership with uh, with Zeiss Contacts because yeah, they 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 their flagship camera wouldn't even take their like their own legacy lenses. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like, uh. yeah, yeah. I think I mean both the exact amount and the M forty two mount were just not ideally suited for that uh, sort of use. And I think the makers of those cameras knew that, and they all were moving on to other things yeah. by the time they, they also had, they also weren't really suited for any aperture wider than f1.4 yeah true too true too yeah, yeah. even though the 1.2 lenses go for freakishly high prices for <sighs> a lens that is built with a flaw you know? <laughs> <laughs> now mike are you well, saying let's, for- just a, let's just take a chisel to it and and, and <laughs> so we can get a little pin in there you know, i'm surprised they didn't make the faster the 1.2 lenses in the area the era of the preset lenses where they didn't have to worry about the aperture pin chris that's Burke, that's true chris, that's chris true Burke had posted one that was an f1.2 m42 lens preset i can't remember the maker now it it but it was you know i, I saw the picture and i said what the hell is this and it goes yeah it's, it, it, it was built more like the auto to Coomers and and you know where it had the lever to to actuate the aperture. Yeah, it was a really interesting lens, and and it's huh. like I did not know this existed, and I'm not really that often surprised by an M42 lens. Yeah, 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 and and you've and you've got some good ones. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I used to collect the uh, M42 cameras. And that was back in the day when they actually were sold with lenses on them. Yeah, right. So, you know, I have probably way too many 50 millimeter, 50 millimeter lenses, but man, they're all good. I, they haven't run across really a bad M42 50 millimeter lens. Right. Yeah. I've ran some pretty bad 135 millimeter lenses, but, you know. There, there was a Hanamar 135 lens that I had. The aperture was irregularly shaped. I think you know, I think it was a five-blade aperture, but it was not a perfect pentagon. It was, I don't. It was weird. I didn't even like putting it on the camera. I think, I think some of the the Hanimars and Hanimex uh, lenses out there were pretty notorious. Although not all of them. Yeah. Um, some of them were like made by Takina and things like that. But there were, there were some that. Uh, they they they're just so light. Uh, you you even wonder if there's any glass in the things, or yeah. are, they, are they just plastic lenses? I, I, so I, I think I do have the world's worst M forty two twenty eight millimeter lens, though. Oh really? Do tell yeah. the C J Shermer net <laughs> twenty eight millimeter f two point eight. You know, I tried to take a good picture of it with it and and i just couldn't so i took a bad picture i posted it in, in one of the threads on the on the what is it the raynox raynar 135 where i tried to sell it as a surrealistic surrealistic polka <laughs> just, no no one was buying though so if anyone wants a cj Shermer net 
Mike, you're gonna guy. <laughs> Mike, I've never heard of this lens. We're gonna have to get a, a photo or something. Okay. To, yeah, to... I got it. It came on a, uh, a Virgin uh, reflex that I bought. Oh dear God, that sounds awful. Wow. It's just it's, it, it's 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 ugly. It's just an ugly lens too. You know, I don't like ugly lenses. I want to say, you know, <laughs> I tell you that I think my favorite M42 lens is still the uh, that little Zeiss Tesser 50 f2.8 that was uh, original I'm, to the Plex. The yeah. King Tesser. The King. You know? The King Tesser. The- Talked about this one sort of at length. I, it's a, it's a, Mike, this is a favorite of mine too, the King Tessar. Yeah, it's a beautiful little lens. Yeah. I've got a, uh, a Schneider Zener from the same era too. That's a really nice lens. Mm. A 50.2.8. It's got like a 16 blade aperture. It's, it's a cool little lens. Wow. That's, it, 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 it's got the Virgin branding on it. It's like Virgin Schneider. 50 slash 2.8 well i'm just just thinking but since you you brought up uh one of our favorite subjects or certainly one of johnny's favorite subjects the uh wet, wet on wet bokeh um Raynox lens um interesting enough uh, this is a good time to just talk about uh, we've had a couple of coffee donations this week and one of them is from none other than chris holland of wet on wet bokeh Raynox fame um, I just want to read this one out. He goes, uh, hello, Johnny oh, no. and Simon. Um, no, Carl there, because obviously Carl wasn't with us last week. This is feedback from last week. Um, thanks for your nice podcast, uh, episode 61, Adapting and Modifying with Nick Lyle. Um, don't forget the incredible wet and wet uh, bokeh. And please check, this is new now, um, he's got a, a new blog, uh, which is uh, all about Van Gogh, Van Gogh or Van Gogh bokeh uh, from the Canon FD 200 f 2.8 and he's Ooh. given us a link and we'll put that link into the uh into the notes and i've i've taken a quick peep of these to have a look at the uh this van van gogh bokeh and i'm not entirely convinced chris <laughs> but um you know i'm i'm sold on wet on wet just, that's a thing couldn't you just smear peanut butter on any lens and get a little bit <laughs> yeah yes yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i i i you know i gotta say i'm i'm really I, um, I'm really pleased that Chris has moved on to a, a, a proper lenses other than this Raynox. Um, and I, Chris, I could really get behind this here. You're going in the right direction now. Um, so I, I could really get behind this one. So you're just, just elitist again, aren't you, Johnny? If you, because this one's made by Canon. <laughs> you, you, you're okay with it. No, I'm, you know, I'm not particularly a Canon SLR guy. I mean, it, not, not really at all. But I, that, that's a, I think that's a fine lens. I'm on board with that one. Okay. And, and just to finish off the, uh, the the coffee thing, we also had a donation from Nigel Cliff again. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, he says, excellent as ever. Um, interested in the talk on C-mount lenses, um, um, and but what's the benefit of using them? Um, and it's going to be a case of at some point, we'll, I think we will visit C-mount lenses and uh, um, that, that kind of thing where we, we've got a specialist uh, that can tell us all about right them. so God, that, i feel like i feel like we've been talking about doing that for a year i mean maybe in the year two of classic lenses podcast you know we'll get to see mount finally work your way through the alphabet yeah and then well, yeah, yeah exactly right. move on to d mount after yeah 
Yeah, right. That would make sense. So, yeah. um, so yes, thank thank you, uh, Chris and Nigel, uh, for your coffee donations. And if anybody else wants to donate to us to help us with the show and the upkeep of it, um, if you just go to coffee.com, that's K-O-F-I.com, and just do a search for Classic Lenses Podcast, and you'll find our page. And if you want to donate to us, that would be brilliant. If not, well, that's, that's yeah, and Simon, we should say the other the other way people can donate to us via the co Kofi thing is um you know visit the classic lenses podcast website and you'll find a link to that as well which is classic lenses podcast.com that site's getting ever more sophisticated i didn't even know we could do that so uh... of course yeah, of course you can you can you can you can donate to us on the Kofi thing right there on our own website so excellent yeah well that's handy isn't it though yes so all the uh, the links and uh, from today's show and all the other shows, they are going to be on there because that's one of the things we've had to change as well because we've been posting uh, links in the mflenses.com and we've still got a thread on there. Um, and also uh, we have been doing it in the our Facebook group, Photography with Classic Lenses. But there's the way that links work with our website has meant that it's not compatible um, with the way that we were doing it before, so it's it would be a matter of rewriting the the, the notes on more yeah. more, more than once, and that's uh, we can't cope with that. It's, it's hard enough for us to write the notes in one go, let alone do it twice. So uh, that's that's the reason why uh, we're pushing people towards our uh, website for that. Yep, yep. So if you so right, so in, you know if you want to get all the the show notes and all the extra oodles of goodness that come with the Classic Lenses podcast, you really want to head over to the website and you'll you'll that's where you'll find all those links so i'm just 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 on there now and I, I i'm struggling to see where this uh this this button is that um for coffee where, where is it then well if you go to the I, I, I about to... oh hello hello hello, hello? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you just not have anything to do today? I mean, I thought you were feeding the sharks with the laser beams on them or whatever, the laser cannons I, in the volcano. No, I've, I, I, I've, I've been writing. I, I received a really interesting uh, photo book the other day, and I've been taking pictures and, and writing stuff. And I thought, well, let me just see if that same link is working. And you know what? It is. <laughs> it's almost as if this link is perpetually open for a nonstop podcast experience of some sort. It, it is a, a, a nonstop, uh, non-something podcast experience for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, but, you know, you, since you've obviously reached the bottom of bar of the barrel as far as guests, <laughs> you know, maybe it is time to try something different. Dude, the bottom of the barrel just—it went the first time that myself and then Hamish were invited on. We've gone through the wood, down the other side. We're now digging into yeah. the into the surface dirt of yeah. The, the, the barrel hit you guys at Mach two on that podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and anyway, um, I'm going to go. So uh, I'll uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> great great to hear you again em great great yeah. to hear you again em yeah likewise Thanks. likewise and remember nikon not nikon Nikon. oh i'm just gonna go put my nikes on or oh, as, 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 the, as the one nike horse in a bunch man. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna jump around the track there at the volcano <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna just go cla my nikon offs yeah see ya
Bye. 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 Well, this has been absolute chaos today. Mike Novak, I'm going to hold someday, you someday personally we're responsible. Gonna to, we're going to have to actually talk about like TLR cameras, maybe, but you know. It's okay. Yeah, can we do that real quick? Real all right, real okay. quick. Now we did touch on this earlier, but Mike, you have I think I mentioned this. You you keep turning out these TLRs that I've never fucking heard of before. And um do, do you have a favorite of all of these TLRs that you would like to pontificate on? I, I'm thinking it's probably gonna be one that is out of reach for all of us anyway, um, because you already have it. So if there is there one in particular that you would like to talk about that you think well, there's actually two. Okay, you know, one is I think the most beautiful TLR camera that I've ever seen, and it's a four by four, and it's the Waltz Automat Forty Four. Oh. It's just a gem of a camera. I wish mine worked, <laughs> but, you know, but it's just it's 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 a beautifully made camera, and and it's one of the few TLR cameras made with Zuno lenses. Right. Or zoom now, I think maybe Simon might say, but yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, that's that's one know. of those words that I've read, but I've never had to say, so I don't know how. Else. <laughs> yeah, there, exactly. There are, there are there are a couple others with the Zunos. Um, there's like the Helma 44, and and I think it one of them was sold as a Sears Tower 44, but they're not mm. as pretty as the Waltz. The Waltz is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think guys, that that's the one that. Oh, hello, guys. Hey, um, sorry. I just I just had a, a guy from eBay um, give me a phone call. He said, "Could you please put some kind of warning in place before you mention uh, camera model names because they're seeing traffic spike to a point at the moment <laughs> where they're, <laughs> they're, they're they're not able to handle what's going on." So if you could say. Um, we're going to mention a, a camera name here. We're going to talk about the XYZ. Can you please just make a note of this and uh, access it at 9 a.m. your local time? That's what they're suggesting now because it looks like they don't have enough money to spin up servers. <laughs> well, definitely something happened last week with uh, Mamaya M645 lenses. Uh, they, they went through the roof last week and uh, they, they're now, I think they're starting to settle again now. <laughs> oh, that, that'll be um, Mike Lyle. Gutterman. No, no, Nick. Every Lyle. time, Nick Lyle, well, no, yeah, every time Mike Gutterman says, every time Mike Gutterman says that he hates Mamiya, uh, eBay sales spike. <laughs> Mamiya. <laughs> See, that's that's another one. I don't, I, I don't know which way to say Mamiya, Mamiya. I, I get very confused on that one. You know, I'm a Mamiya guy. Mamiya. I'm a Mamiya guy. He's a Mamiya. Mike's a Mamiya guy. Mike Maybe because I'm, you know. That's and Simon is a Mamma Mia guy, I guess. <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> okay, back to the back to the uh, subject of my favorite DLRs. Okay, another one. This is kind of an unusual one. It's the uh, KW Pilot Reflex. Oh. It's a it's a one twenty seven TLR with a crank advance. I think they were made in like nineteen thirty two to nineteen thirty six. It takes a three by four picture on one twenty seven film. Wow! And these, were, and these were sold with a bewildering variety of lenses. You know, mine mine has I mine has the Schneider Zener on it, but they came with Tessers. They came with the uh, Triotars or Trioplans, one of the two. There's also some rear versions with the with the lights Elmer. And holy cow! One, really? And, and there's one with a Xenon. And there's one with a biotar, Holy which cow. I've only ever seen a picture of. But they're really 
I think KW was was banking on that the three by four one twenty seven format would be the preferred miniature format of choice. Wow! Before starts before people started loading movie film into their their small cameras. Yeah, but it's yeah. really a marvelous piece of engineering. You know, it, it's the only TLR camera I have that has a. Uh, it's got a fold out viewfinder. Just a simple viewfinder instead of the sports finder. It's too small to have a sport finder on the top. But, you know, it, it, the camera's 90-some years old, and it's so precision-made, it, it just snaps open. It snaps into focus. The mirror is still good. You know, and if if you see one on eBay for cheap, I would, I would say buy one. Yeah. Uh, uh, folks, I just want to mention... <laughs> I of course it have instantly gone over to to eBay because you know I wanted to check this out before this podcast hits the rest of the world. Um, and your choices on eBay for the uh, the two KW Pilot TLRs available are, are are both from Austria, and you can have your pick between the four four hundred and forty eight dollar one or the five hundred and twenty one dollar. Yeah, well, one. See, so insomnia allowed me to. <laughs> considerably less and and the uh the waltz i totally lucked out onto i think if it it popped up right at the top of the buy a now list and i said oh click bang my. wow you you are truly a legend there mike that's that's amazing that's amazing well, one, that, one, that, one that has escaped me so far though is the minolta mini flex which is it's, oh, it's a beautiful yeah. camera and every time i see a picture posted in one of the groups i i get a little jealous yeah, well, that's that that Wolves TLR that you you popped up the other the other day. I I saw that and I immediately went straight to eBay as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it is gorgeous. Uh, I broke the lube out first. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. but yeah, they, they don't they don't come up very often. There's also a version with a light meter, which is kind of oh my god. <laughs> Isn't that the one that you've got? Haven't you got the light meter? No, one? I don't have the light meter. In oh, mind. okay, I can't, I can't remember that. But I mean, I I bought. Um, a baby, a grey baby Rolleiflex uh, this week, and, yeah. and that is just so gorgeous. It's a, it's a solid little camera. Yeah, you know it, it it's it's you much sound, more solid than than the Yashikas. You sound like you Dominic with faint praise there, Mike. <laughs> well, maybe at the detriment. I don't think they had to go with 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 such a quality camera for such a simple idea you know people are want to take these on picnics they want to take them on vacation yeah. they want to take them for a walk in the wood and the you know it's 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 well built and i love rolly flexes i think that's obvious but i think that the 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 baby rolly flex is is for for the casual user you're much better off getting a, a yashica or one of yeah. the your, uh, it, tower reflex cameras mike are you saying the germans may have over engineered it they went kind of voigtlander on that one <laughs> you know, I love Voigtlander too because, because of their quirks and their origin engineering. I think the uh, the um, Voigtlander Superb is the most beautiful TLR mm. camera ever made. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's got such attention to detail. The more every time I look at it, I see something different. You know, the the little reverse numbering on the uh, on the shutter speed dial in the mirror, that, so you could see it at eye level. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Who thinks of stuff like that? And, and, and the parallax correction, it's almost like prehensile or something. You know, the, you almost feel dirty watching it work. It's like, <laughs> and, and 
you know, there's the 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 embossed leaf design on the nameplate. You know, no one does yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I think that was they. I think the uh, superb was the one that they made to get people into the shop, and they sold them the brilliant. Interesting. You know, you, you, yeah. Just like Kodak would would had the uh, Ektar rangefinder, people would come in to look at it, and they would leave with a signet. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, get, yeah. get them into the shop, and yeah. they're yeah. going to buy something. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I also like the design of the uh, the coffee can IcoFlex, which looks like no coffee can that I've ever seen. But you know, it it's another well built old camera you know the pre-war german tlrs are wonderful yeah is 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 as long as you uh make sure you keep the manual handy <laughs> yeah while you're trying to use it <laughs> mm -hmm. you know they also they almost could have made that with an interchangeable back you know the, the way it's designed you know i i just don't think that was really in their thoughts at the time but yeah. you know i think my most interesting tlr is the Kony Omega Flex M. You know, it's a six by seven TLR. You can rotate the viewfinder nine ninety degrees to shoot in portrait mode or landscape. Big heavy thing, interchangeable lenses. It uses the same backs as the uh, the Omega. Yeah. Rapid. Um, rapid Omega. Yeah. Rapid Omega rangefinders, and it's mm -hmm. it's got the most clear, bright viewfinder. That you're ever going to see on a TLR, mainly because it's really not a TLR. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a view camera with the uh, view box on top of the the, the taking lens, mm. and with the prism finder on there, it's it, it becomes a TLR. But it, it's really an amazing, amazing piece of engineering, but a little big and heavy for walking around on the street with. Yeah. But it, it impresses people. They say, what the hell is that thing? Yeah. You know, talking about big and heavy TLRs real quick, I mean, an, an obvious uh, omission thus far, which I'd like to hear your opinions on, are the uh, the Mamiya's, the Mamiya Flex and the C220s and the C330s. And... I, I have a C220. Okay. You know, I, I like it. It's a nice, it's a beautiful camera. And it, it's really not that much heavier than a Rolly Flex. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as an interchangeable lens DLR, it's it's probably the most practical way to go. Yeah, and you know, plus with that bellows, you could get really, really close, close focus with it. Yeah, yeah. It all goes goes away from one of the. I mean, one of the best things about these the the Rolly Flex cameras and TLRs is is that you they have a, a relatively low profile, especially if you're, you're, if you're carrying them over your shoulder or on the shoulder strap or something. They're yeah. a, box, a box full of air with a yeah. mirror. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. You, you, know, you compare that to, say, a, a Hasselblad. Um, dimensionally, overall, they, they're quite similar. But when you're actually using them, a Hasselblad feels so much bigger because of yeah. you know, it, it sits more horizontally. You know, I, I, I have a number of Hasselblads, and you know, I should use them more, but you know, when I want to shoot six by six, I end up taking the uh, the Rolly Flex instead, just be mainly because of the weight. Yeah, yeah. You know, Hasselblad's a, a great camera. The lenses are fantastic, but it's a heavy thing, yeah. and you're not going to sneak up on anyone with one. <laughs> right? No, I'm Chuck, just... Chuck, I've got a a Hasselblad sixteen hundred. 
I mean, that shudder will wake the dead. <laughs> I call it the you know, it's it's the god of thunder. <laughs> yeah, but, but the, the 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 thing is though, when you those the uh, say the the Vermeer six uh, C three thirty or something like that, um, they they don't feel anywhere near as compact as no. a, as a Roldy Flex. No, in, in the same way. So no, it, it's it, not, it's not an occasional camera. camera. It's a studio camera. Yeah, yeah. really was what exactly. it is. It's a studio camera that you can take into the field if you want, if you really, really. If you had an extra bowl of Wheaties in the morning. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I, I think we should start to wind things down now. Um, so um, I want to say, Mike, uh, for you know, thank you for being a, a, a really informative guest. Uh, really enjoyed uh, talking about gnomes and uh, different kinds of uh, kebab uh, on the show, and uh, and uh, and also cameras too. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the reason why I would almost be compelled to 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 kill Johnny if I see him in person on the next pod, time I'm on a podcast. But, you know, that's a long and sordid history. That goes I, if, Mike, if I may make a suggestion, since you are now a podcast guest for hire with a microphone, um, and I, I, I got to imagine the line of, of podcasts um, who want to have Mike Novak on is going to, you're going to have a lot of knocks on the door after this. I'm just going to predict. on my door. <laughs> I, I think um, I think if you happen to go on Negative Positives podcast, I think that would be a perfect place to continue the blood feud story, okay. um, because they don't they don't mind delving into the dirtier side of mm. of anything. So I think yeah. that might be it might be a good forum if that happens to come. We'll just leave them wondering on this one, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good. And idea. I promise, I, I I will try not to kill you if we ever do meet, <laughs> even though it is my right. Yeah. I'm just going to say, Mike. I think uh, our listeners are, are probably will be would love to know uh, where you actually purchased this incredible microphone that you're using uh, to, today, and uh, it's it's deep bass uh, ability. <laughs> well, the, the deep bass tones are provided by my gnome DNA. The like my microphone is a Logitech uh, gamer microphone. It's like twelve dollars on eBay. <laughs> that much, yeah, like that. Yeah. only the best. Yeah, it's 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 really good for when you're playing Call of Duty and you're talking trash to, you know, your fellow 14 year old gamers, and you want that really man, that manly gruff in your voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I have some business to take care of on this podcast, don't I? Something about a lens giveaway. Oh, oh, you do, oh, you yeah. do, my words. I'm, well, glad, I'm glad one of us is awake. I'm going to give away some of your stuff right now. Yeah, oh, you were talking about maybe relieving yourself live no, on the no, podcast. No, but, no. Okay, all right. Well, glad I, we cleared that up. I better, re okay. I better reintroduce uh, what, what this bit is that uh, you're talking about here. Um, last week, um, Lyndon from Londonian Cameras uh, got in touch with us saying that he's got a couple of lenses that uh, he's more than happy to give away and they were uh, Roly uh, projection lenses and he put a photo on his uh, website uh, Londonian cameras and uh, just asked the question what is the mount of this lens and it was quite an unusual mount and uh, so we, we put that out to our listeners and uh, we've had responses and uh, as I say there's two lenses 
that had been given away by Linden, and uh, the idea was that one lens, uh, well, yeah, one lens was going to go to somebody in the UK, and another lens will go to somebody in the rest of the world, um, and we had five entrants uh, to to uh, this this quiz. Um, uh, unfortunately, one person didn't get the answer right, so I'm not going to say who that, that person is. Um, but I sent over the names uh, to Mike uh, in Iowa, uh, all the way over there, um, so he can pull these names out of a virtual hat. And uh, Mike, I've separated the two names into uh, UK and US, because that's where the, the answers came from. Um, would you like to read out the names of the UK um, winners, not winners, um, just uh, one. well, actually, actually I'll just, okay. just put it as I haven't actually got the names in front of me. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm sort of clinging to. So uh, I'm just thinking if you could, if you could say the, the two names that you have for the UK entrance and then pick one of those names and then uh, that'd be great. And then do the, the same again for the US names. Yeah. I get to be the bad guy here. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was going to say, what, depending on what, their point of perspective, what kind of setup is this? You're giving him two names and just saying pick one, and Simon. I mean, with no, uh, just, they're in with, the hat. They're in the hat. Oh, know? they're in the hat. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So, I'm reaching into the hat right now. Oh, there's, and the winner of the UK lens is Ian Rosie. Ian Rosie. Okay. That's as good. That's uh, well, US. I gotta find the U.S. hat. It's, yeah. My desk is a mess, and you know, it's all covered with hats with names in them. Um, in in the U.S., let's give that lens to to Jack Schwarden. Schwadron. <laughs> you you pick the you pick, you pick the winner yeah, with the name you can't one. pronounce. <laughs> well, well done there. <laughs> right. So uh, Ian and Jack, well done. Uh, commiserations to our. Uh, and while we're on the uh, while we're on the subject of projection lenses and TLR cameras, there is a actually a practical accessory for the Rolleiflex that will turn your Rolleiflex TLR into a six by six slide projector. I don't have it. I kind of like it though. Yeah. Probably one in the basement, Johnny. There might be. There yeah. might be. I'll take a look if, for that. If, if you could find it, there's a guy in Iowa. <laughs> I might be happy to take it off your head. I'll see what I can do there, Mr. Novak. Okay. Right, well, um, congratulations to our two winners there. Uh, once you've heard this on the podcast, uh, please just drop me another email and uh, we will sort out uh, postage details. So, uh, so well, well done to Ian and uh, Jack. Um, okay. Uh, Thank you again, unless, I, unless I've forgotten to do something else. Um, I, I know there are actually some emails, but uh, we'll do the emails uh, next week. So those people who sent emails in, uh, we'll, we'll have a chat about those next week. Because Carl will be back as well. So uh, he, I'm sure Carl would have been up to lots of interesting and exciting activities. So uh, we'll have a chat to Carl about those and, and the emails. So Carl's actually going to be back on the podcast? Because I'm starting to feel like maybe he's actually avoiding us. Like maybe we're just thinking he's... You know, oh yeah, guys, I'm I'm gonna be in DC. Yeah, he has doing... new new friends now that he met in the swamp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> new friends from the swamp. I I'm really starting to wonder about Carl here. Yeah. Well, fingers fingers crossed. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, do you have any shout outs, Mark? Anybody you want to say hello to or anything like that? Um. 
just want to say uh, it was a pleasure recently meeting a couple of your former guests in person. That would be uh, Vlad Kern and Mike Ekman. We had a wonderful time in in, in Chicago land. And I hope that I next time I visit the Windy City, Johnny will be available for me to kill. Yeah, I am. I am still heartbroken that I missed. <laughs> I missed the the meetup with. I know with, it was a, you were you were afraid of the blood feud. You know? <laughs> I didn't want to get. I didn't want to get knifed. So I, you know, yeah, there's that. There there were some complications that week, and I am still hard. Clubbing is, is, is the prescribed method, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you got to have a club <laughs> in one hand. Clubbing. Yeah, I got a club. You want to go clubbing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it means something different when, when Mike Novak shows up. All right. So, uh, okay, uh, Johnny, have you got any shout outs this week? Oh, I probably do, but I just can't think of them. So I'm just going to pass till next week. Okay. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, right then, Mike, uh, how can people uh take a look at the kind of stuff that you're uh, that that you that you're doing um places where you're on social media instagram and stuff like that i'm on instagram as grayscale three that's grayscale with the proper spelling with an e <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well done <laughs> and uh flicker god what the hell is my flicker name let me find out i think it's probably grayscale there too i don't know yeah. I'm Mike Novak, Grayscale 3, Flickr. So Mike, Flickr.com, photos, Grayscale 3. I have a blog, but I haven't put anything on it yet because I'm lazy. That's all right. That's you've most got people's one. blogs. That's yeah, but you've got one. <laughs> I, think that, I think there's a picture of a no-flex on there. Maybe a rectiflex. That's about it. Well, well, if you want to see Mike's rectiflex, that's the place to do you it. You know, I'm one of the few people that has both a rectiflex and a Montanus. <laughs> <laughs> it's my scatological wing of it. Have fun with both sides, there, folks. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Mike. Th- thank, thank you again for for, for okay, being with been, us. It's um, been a pleasure. You know, I hope I haven't messed things up too badly. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no. Um, no. I'm sure, I'm sure the Classic Lenses podcast will continue for years and years to come, despite your best efforts. There, Mike. Ex- exactly. This is. Yeah, I would hate to be the guy who killed it. You know. I mean, like, if this was, like, the last episode or something, can you imagine? That would be, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. I, I, I would feel terrible. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not going to happen. No, yeah. not a chance. No. So, uh, Johnny, um, how can people keep up with you and uh, other things like that? Uh, you, you can keep up with me on Instagram. I have actually posted on Instagram again this week. So I I'm saw on, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram. I, I think I even liked it. I think you did too. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, you can you can you can find me on Instagram at um, at System Photography on Instagram, and you can uh, meet me in person, talk to me in person at Central Camera Company in Chicago, um, and I am there every day except for Sunday and Monday. So stop on by, give me a shout, whatever. That would be great. Um, and uh, now I'll run through the other things that you can other ways you can connect with all of us here at the Classic Lenses Podcast um, and of course the best way to do that is to visit us at our website which is classiclensespodcast.com where you will be able to all on that website you can you can send us an email you can make a Kofi donation you can send us questions you can do all that good stuff there um, 
the other thing you want to do if you're on Instagram is uh, you can be tagging your photos uh, and you want to use the hashtags uh, best vintage lens and class tag uh, <laughs> hashtag classic lenses. Um, and that'll be a chance to get featured by our uh, our co-conspirators, the uh, best vintage lenses on Instagram. They do a weekly uh, weekly uh, wrap up of the show here, which is better than the show. Always the description of the show that they do is better than the show, as we know. Uh, and they also do regular features of, of folks that um, tag their lenses with those hashtags. So make sure to check that out. Um, and yeah, you can, you can listen to all the episodes there on the website and you can, uh, get all the additional content links, et cetera, et cetera, for each episode. When you, when you visit us at classiclensespodcast.com. Excellent. And, uh, uh, I've got my own little shout out because I was chatting to, um, Mike Gutterman, uh, the negative positives, uh, podcast, um, yesterday uh, it was just a, a little hangout we were just talking over a, a, a few things and it actually turned into uh probably what's going to be episode 218 of uh, his show and going out on um thursday of this this week because we just started talking about something and it it sort of got interesting so uh um and i just happened to be recording it so i've parceled that up and sent it over so um, that's saved him some All work right. so he hasn't got to, <laughs> he's hardly got to do anything for his midweek show now so he's, he's, very, he's very happy about that um so uh, apart from that i've i'm on instagram as simon forster photographic um, I've got a website which is simonforsterphotographic.co.uk uh, where I'm selling lots of those uh, FICAS adapters that we talked about earlier. I've also got them on my eBay. FICAS. 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 adapters. Um, and I'm, on, I'm sort of on Flickr, but not much. And uh, that's pretty much it. So I hope you've enjoyed oh, oh, oh. Well, should we, we shouldn't we say that you can also um, you can keep up with occasional classic lenses podcast co-host Carl Havens on uh, uh, he's on he's on both Flickr and Instagram as well. Yeah. Um, he is Carl Havens on uh, Flickr and he on let's see what he is he's on Instagram Carl underscore Havens Carl underscore Havens on Instagram. So you can find you can find occasional classic lenses podcast co-host carl havens in those places that's it so i hope you've enjoyed this week's show um and i hope there'll be many more to come and uh thank you and goodbye oh what was that sound it's not like somebody was ringing somebody then and in old school either that or johnny's looping up Hello. <laughs> no, Carl's not here. I need Carl in the room for that. Oh my god. <laughs>
I also might just uh, leave my mic on uh, while you're recording and go for a shit if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep the door closed. <laughs> no, 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 no. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do yeah. that on on air, then you're gonna hear it. And then lock yourself out. <laughs> then lock yourself out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, Andre. No. <laughs> no, but I'm on my phone, so my phone comes with me, man. <clears throat> oh. No, you don't want to hear that? Okay, fine. Video would be okay, though. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought classic camera revival was bad. I mean, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Simon's probably, you know, recording all of this. I just want to uh, let am. you know that there's a... Uh, <laughs> there, there's Is it ample actually recording it, Simon? It's a... I, it's, <laughs> It's definitely recorded. I mean, put it this way: I was I, when I set mic up yesterday, Mike, uh, good man. Um, uh, I had that recorded, and that actually turned into um, episode two hundred and eighteen of the Negative Positives <laughs> podcast. <laughs> out, on, out on Thursday. Well, I think we just need to agree which which way we're going to do that, so we just know how to how this podcast. Well, if 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 Mike if Mike does do that, can he can he come into the room screaming somebody else's name like Martha? <laughs> ma, ma, where's my pizza rolls? Oh, on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> that, that works. So, so just, just, I just wanted to give it potential some context there as much as anything. Um, and uh, Mike, Mike Gutterman, are you, are you, are you, are you there? Are you awake? Uh, yeah, yeah. Excellent. I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm just opening up a uh, Mr. Pib, which is by far superior than doc- to Dr. Pepper, to try to get some caffeine. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Are you having a Diablo sandwich with that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Technically, Doc, Dr. Pepper's better because he has a PhD, right? No, no. Mr. Pib, uh, Mr. Pib like, steals Dr. Pepper's BMW and then goes downtown and picks up whores with it. So, yeah. Oh, I can't believe I'm the one that screwed up the recording there. Then again, it's got screwed up a few times. Yeah, that's shocking. After, all, after all of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have to do the whole thing over. Yeah, I'm not sure if that wouldn't be a bad a bad idea, actually. But, um... um <laughs> yeah. I will just mute my mic whilst you guys get into and decide what you're doing with 62. Yeah. And oh, I, I forgot am. to flush the toilet. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Get in right now, Simon. Simon can just cut it in at some point. We'll just get a good, really good recorded toilet flush. You know. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh no, it's broken. (laughs) 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 The anticipation there. We all stopped breathing. (laughs) Hang on, I run run upstairs to the other one. It's genuine. (laughs) Wait, you have two in your house? Yeah, one upstairs, one downstairs. Such extravagance. Us members of the proletariat do not have two toilets in the house. He just proved the need for a backup, though, didn't he? You did, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. No, you just gotta here have go. a jar. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, that was good. Right, where, where am I putting that exactly? Anywhere you, you like want, me. Simon. Okay. Anyone know a plumber? <laughs> oh, there we go. It's fixed. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could just 
Is that like the pickup service? <laughs> <laughs> well, you you drop a log and a, a man comes along and drives away. Just, with it. just hold out the window and he, he drives by on the motorbike and picks it up. The, the motorbike wasn't me. <laughs> I think that's yeah, Novak. A... Novak has like an RC uh, racetrack in his in his in his bathroom there, and he's and he's he's driving cars around the track right now while we're <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, hang on, I just got a I just got a BBC news flash come through. Apparently, Uber Shits has just started trialing a service <laughs> in, uh, in in Neil's area. There you go. You know, the Apparently, more this carries on, the more this carries yeah. on, the more I think it's actually a f- great idea. Loof. Yeah. <laughs> hey we'll see hey we'll see you guys i'm gonna get out of here so uh uh it's been fun uh appreciate it yeah so it's been great to have uh, you mike well done for setting yeah. the alarm clock eventually <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what you know see what? you mike just, just you guys you know that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's, that's the that's, that's, ending that's, right that's, there that's the new ending tagline. F*** you guys. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all. See you, Sam, Mike. Uh, Cheers, buddy. <clears throat> okay. Um, uh, Johnny. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to be... Uh, Mike is one of your... Uh, one. This is part of your Heroes series. Yes. Um, I'll be, I'll yep. be handing it over to you to introduce Mike. Okay. Okay. See, that's all the preparation we do for the Classic Lenses podcast. That was it. Um, It's a very professional outfit.